Yeah, I think like you need a structure around the movie if you're going to go watch something. If you want to have the social aspect to it. Yeah, it's not like after a, a given movie and be like, oh, we definitely need to have like a lengthy duration over dinner afterwards. Mm-hmm. It just feels weird to drive as far as movie tavern was for us. Right. Have a thing and be like, all right, see ya. And then you get home at like, I mean, usually movies are later in the evening. Right, Imagine we... you get home at like nine. You're like, you guys want to play some games? <laughs> <laughs> right. It was just a, a weird transition. I, I like if I go out <laughs> when I went out. Mm-hmm. To but like this times. is the afternoon, this is the evening. Mm-hmm. It feels weird to come home and be alone with my thoughts, or just mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's odd to try to fit a movie into an otherwise like social evening, unless it's the the finale, right? It's it's kind of weird to yeah, be it's, like, it's usually dinner and a movie, not a movie, and then like <laughs> you guys still hungry? Round table, right? <laughs> second dinner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's that's also I think part of the culture of movies is when they typically are. It's like oh, it's on an afternoon matinee. It's a it's a movie, right? It's an evening event. When was last time? Hmm? Do you remember the last time you went to a matinee? Because I was literally like a child. Yeah, it was probably somewhere in my teens. Mm -hmm. Probably saw something at like the there's like a budget theater. Not far from like a Long John Silver's, where it's like a couple bucks, you go see something that was that's been out for a very long time. Big like, yeah. oh, fuck, it's a movie, whatever, something to do. I think it wasn't a matinee, but like we we go in the opposite direction now. So I think the last movie I saw that was like not standard, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock time frame was like it might have been Avengers or something like that. Like it, it was Infinity War or something. It was one of the ones that was really hard to get tickets for for us locally. And so I think Zach was getting tickets and he's like, all right, 1130 or something. I'm like, uh, on a work I day. I think I out of one of those. Yeah. But I might have seen, was Infinity War the first one? Uh, Infinity War uh, in the two-part sort of like climax. Yeah. Yeah, the series, well, yeah. yeah, Infinity War and then Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Okay, so I did see Infinity War with you guys. Because I remember like we got home at like 2 and I'm like, what time is it? I'm like, oh shit, I'm very tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was freaking exhausting. It's great to watch, though. Very entertaining. Basically, yeah, I, think, uh, I think I liked it. <laughs> it didn't have the a lot of simile of emotion, you know. <laughs> like I'm never like, hey, remember that one time we saw a Marvel movie? Yeah. Like they're very in the moment. It was fun, and then afterwards, okay, like just doesn't stick with me. Does there exist? Because I know my answer to this. Does there exist a movie that you would see in theaters and then be like, oh, man, I'm going to go watch that again? Or maybe even like I'm going to buy that on DVD or something like that. Blu-ray. I don't think there's ever a movie in theaters that I had that feeling for. Mm -hmm. There have definitely been some movies I've watched over time where immediately after I'm like, that was really good. I enjoyed it so much. I'm going to find other people to watch it with to share my enjoyment. Like, check out this awesome thing. Right. Scott Pilgrim. Probably Scott watched Pilgrim like seven times in a week. Of, yeah. Um, Boondock Saints. Okay. When I, I just watched at home alone, my parents, I'm like, you guys got to see this. <laughs> and my parents are fairly conservative, but they, but they enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I think Phone Booth, I watched 
many times. Not familiar with that one. I, I'm not gonna even try and sell it at this point. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I probably I haven't seen it in like at least 15 years, but yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, I think so, some of like. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say like to let you answer since you had a canned response ready. Hmm. Are you saying that you? I'm guessing aren't that way. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think like I've seen a movie in theaters that I would pick up. Even Scott Pilgrim, I don't even know if I saw that in theaters. It might have been on TV later at some point. Um, because it doesn't fit like the timeline of my life. Like this is a movie that my parents will take me to, right? <laughs> so, um, unless unless it like just happened to slide into the college years, like community college, it's just like let's save up money and go watch a watch a movie but like we didn't we didn't have that kind of money like in community college i remember my friend and i um would go to little caesars and Ooh. order their like four dollar large pizza or whatever five it was. five dollar everything was pizza. five everything was five and then split it and so it's just like 250 a piece lunch oof, perfect deal and um I don't actually know if it was a perfect deal. I think Taco Bell right now might still be competitive for the like the dollar menu and nonsense, but at the time, like a full pizza, five bucks is pretty good. Yeah, lowest tier pizza in a though. Well, the thing is, like, you'd get the five dollar hot and ready pepperoni because mm. you you wanted to poop yourself. Now let me elaborate. Right. You also wanted the the wings. Ah, okay. The wings were also kind of. I remember them being like very juicy, not like crispy skin. Mm-hmm, right. Um, the but, marinated like, there were, like five in the wings sauce. in there. Oh, very <laughs> marinated. But like they were good enough for yeah. what I remember. And then when you finished the wings, you had this leftover sauce to like dip your pizza in. Ah, gotcha. So it was like, ooh, buffalo sauce on top of like this pepperoni grease pizza. Hooray. Mm. Yeah, buffalo pizza. They're, they're... You can do it wrong, but. I'm I'm specifically thinking of Pizza Pub and like oh yeah Nick's is I was say I remember good. being able to like ring out Nick's or if I just like picked up my pizza mm-hmm. I always had to account for like the the drip angles because it right. was gonna drip. Sponge type pizza is uncommon compared to like uh, Italian or something else deep dish. I like it though. Like I yeah. I miss a nice greasy slice. I feel yeah. like. I always eat, I don't want to say healthier, but like kind of more boring now. Right. Because like I'm not cooking fancy shit on a given day. And I'm like, oh, I should probably get like a bag salad for like most of the week. And maybe dinner I'll cook up meat or something. Mm-hmm. Or do like ad hoc, like, well, we can have some chips here, some kimchi, gummies, that's calories. <laughs> Just that last one is basically... The way I'm, I've I've lived my life recently. We need to go get groceries. I think the plan is to do that Saturday. <laughs> but I've got like a box with Rice Krispie treats and like okay. gummy snacks and like something else. I can't remember. Oh no, yeah, like little little gummies we got from like Trader Joe's, um, which are they're they're okay. There's one flavor is better than the other, but um, I like to but, imagine that from Trader Joe's, they're not packs of gummies anymore. It's either like a bag of multiple a, gummies or mm-hmm. it's a gummy like it's one right. unit a bite out of the bear um, could you could you cut me off a slice thank you <laughs> just just give me like a paw paw of gummy um 
Did you guys ever have like the five pound gummy bear? Are you aware of it? I, I know it exists. I've seen it. I think I've seen it on Amazon or something. Yeah, it, it was like seems a, like a the purely novelty thing. type thing. Yeah. It's not practical, but I mean, I was a kid and I used my allowance money for like sugar and mm-hmm. stuff my parents wouldn't get me. Um, I really <laughs> wish they would have been more strict with that because I, I was dumb. I still am. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember actually cutting off a piece of this giant gummy. Right. It's literally, you're like carving a turkey or something at that point. You're just like, okay, a portion of gummy for dessert. <laughs> See, that's the absurdity of it. That's the reason you need like the small gummies is so you can eat more than you ever intended to because they're just like bite-sized. Well, here's the thing, right? One, giant gummy, it has to be very gelatinous to hold its shape mm-hmm. and kind of too chewy sticks in your teeth. Then there's like kind of like the more paraffin waxy stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then there's like Welch's gummies, which I feel like are a good balance. And I know you have. Yes. Um, and that's what I'm currently stocking in the cabinet. But I do like the waxy gummies, though. That's my favorite type. Not the like the a gelatin, fruit smile, but like uh, I think so. That sounds that sounds right. But like they're the like Grumba little faces. It's stuff. like basic flavors of like strawberry, grape, mm-hmm. lemon and orange. Yeah. But like I think if that's you, my favorite texture on a gummy. If you bit into one in like the back of your mouth. Um, you had to brush your teeth afterwards because it was right. it stayed it like filled all the gaps in your teeth. <laughs> right. Dentists <laughs> I hate them for not 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 because it helps your dental work, but just because it sticks around. Um, what about Swedish fish? Uh, we basically it's 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 a standby because um, Jenny really likes Swedish fish, so that's like a, a very waxy, chewy type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's that's my favorite sort of consistency is something like that. Um, my other favorite sort of consistency, though, this is, is a transition. I can see it in his face. I see, I see the smile. Um, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Well, now I'm hungry, you fucker. We talked <laughs> about food for ten minutes, and I already ate. Yeah, I had. But I might have some gummies after this. Some sort of noodles were presented for me. Um, I, I don't know exactly what type, but they tasted good. Were you blindfolded? You're like, chicken <laughs> stock? Huh? No, I'm just uncultured, basically. It's like if you if you took somebody and you dropped them in the middle of human civilization and they had no idea what any type of food is. This isn't an analogy. That's just me. <laughs> was, was it like buttered noodles? Was it ramen? Uh, it was probably buttered. It was. It's got like a little bit of spice to it, a little bit of a kick. I'm not sure exactly. I'm what just. It was. I'm just gonna ask your wife later. Yeah, that's the I'll correct that. answer. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> the best way. Uh, I'm not here to. <laughs> I, w- I won't have any hints. I'll be like, well, they were, they were some sort of uh, grain or starch. <laughs> you know, possibly a carbohydrate. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, that's it. I was just saying. We have a podcast. Sometimes we talk about game stuff. We're phasing that out in favor of food, though. So, Legitimately, I have suggested it to <laughs> you and other people. Foodcast. Yeah, I mean, we literally had a, sec- a section for a, a good a hot minute. It was like, what you've been eating or something like that. Um, eating with soap or something like that, I think, was a working title. <laughs> working progress title. Um. I still like that one. I think that was pretty, pretty funny. 
I would want another section. I don't know what it would be for, but just for the name of the troubles with bubbles. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like an entire soap themed podcast yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe the guest thing could be something like, like, like a ducky in the bathtub or something like that or whatever, you know, like a friend in the conversation. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch. I can't really think of it. Red Science Soap Zone fits really freaking well in the Dark Souls, Dark Souls lore. So I was pretty that we we talked about like the different types of episodes really early. Yeah, we we inception. had the long the long game in mind on like episode two. Uh huh. For it was just like, what reason. if we have a guest someday? And we're like, all right, no, but if we did, <laughs> we'll use an invasion soapstone. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess red is the um, voluntary invasion, right? You put down your soapstone and then someone activates it to have them invade your world. It's the PvP one. Right. Um, like the arena. The Justin only episodes could just be orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Which Justin am I talking about? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, probably the only one that's been a guest on the on, on the podcast, I assume. Um, yeah, no, I think I would need to be significantly more proficient with any sort of food in order to contribute to the discussion. I could just you know sit here and listen, you know, snack a little bit, provide a little feedback, like, oh, that sounds like something I have eaten. I mean, I eat. could theory craft something throughout the week make it for myself mm-hmm. send jenny like hey here's the version of what i made and thinks good and maybe she'll make that or she'll tweak it to something more to your tastes mm-hmm. and then you try it and then we talk about it gotcha i mean that could work we basically done or vice versa muffins <laughs> yeah i'll make the food <laughs> i'll customize it you <laughs> jenny, tweak it to your all. tastes send it over by tweak to your taste we're just gonna like throw habaneros on it or something just like ghost pepper um call it a day i feel like i've built up a reputation mm-hmm. oh i mean you have 100 <laughs> yeah. anytime you're like it's not even spicy you're like this is probably this this would kill a person <laughs> like it might it wouldn't kill every person that's what not even means but <laughs> it would kill a person <laughs> I've, I've just ingested more hot sauce over time so i built mm-hmm. up a tolerance it's definitely like, gone down though yeah just due to uh not going as crazy with stuff can't go to pizza pub anymore and get the uh it's like well yeah dragon dragon fire sauce dragon it's like it would it would destroy my insides and i would feel terrible the next day yeah and it's like hey what are you doing in quarantine eating hot stuff alone <laughs> yeah, yeah. indigestion i don't know yeah. it's it's not I really do enjoy the thrill of a spice. I like a nice spice, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe I'll order some Thai in the near future. Haven't had that in a bit. Right. Also, I'm pointing at the, the camera slash. Actually, I'll point out your picture in the monitor. Yeah, presumably the listeners. I think you know it's to you since I'm talking mm-hmm. to you this whole time. Right. Um, next time you are in my area. We're going to get Mama Wong's wings. Okay. All right. They're fucking delicious. Okay. (laughs) That's the whole thing. They are the best wings. They're crispy. Um, They got some like garlic, some spice, some other stuff. Right. They are some of the greasiest boys ever. But holy shit. That sounds pretty good. Changed my life. 
yeah i think i should have those when i visit next and then when you come out we can get like firebirds or something because i think that they're now the best in the area i don't know if like um like we were talking about smoky bones um at one point and i think they were like uh, inconsistent like they were good one time not as good the next time i feel firebirds like... has mostly been good except last time they did forget a, a full gallon of uh, arnold palmer uh, with my order and i didn't notice somehow <laughs> where's the the gallon of beverage kind of thirsty <laughs> yeah i mean i'll definitely try them out they're pretty good i'm still pretty sold on doing what is it jules sunday oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah jules is pretty solid um obviously no real contest just a, an old standby as far as food's concerned. I probably sound like so <laughs> like tired or something. I'm not really. <laughs> I'm just like plodding along through the conversation. It's it, the tone feels like it at least. I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't know. I I feel like you're never <laughs> the most energetic person, but also yeah. neither am I. I would like to point that out. I'm not saying I'm energetic by any means. Right. But. That's fair. I mean, if people have listened this far, then good on them. You know, that's basically <laughs> that's the way I treat the podcast in general. <laughs> you listen to an episode and then you listen to another episode. Like what happened between episode one and two? <laughs> but that's just a little self-deprecating. Thank you to our listeners who continue to listen to the, to the, um, to the podcast. Statistics say you exist and that uh, surprises me and I'm grateful for it, thankfully. For your existence, I mean. Thanks for and doing an ad to our sponsors, the listeners. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I mean, so basically, if you like have a Patreon or something like that, which we don't, uh, that is anytime you, you are like, hey, check out my Patreon, you are like doing an advertisement for yourself, basically, in a way. Well, yeah, it's, kind of, it, uh, it's a self-promotion because mm-hmm. you're like, hey, if you want to support me in what I do, here's a good channel to do that through. Right. It does sound better than like send me money. <laughs> yes, because I don't want to give out my personal address, nor do I want to process, you know, checks or making deposits of any sort. Uh huh. That's a good call. Um, I don't know. Do we talk about video games? Can if you want. Yeah, I thought we were doing that like nine minutes ago, and then oh, eh. Okay, uh, which one do you want to talk about first? I see you got some stuff on a list. Yeah, it's just uh, burning through some stuff that were that was that were on my radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of which, obviously, a Resident Evil Village came out recently. I've seen um, a lot of articles, people talking about it. Dan's I thought obviously it playing it a lot. Good from mm-hmm. the trailers, so I wanted to kind of follow up, and I actually ended up just kind of binge watching a playthrough. Oh dang! And I'm glad I didn't buy it, but I thought <laughs> it was kind of kind of cool. Yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. There, there, there's some games. I, I get this with like um, uh, Heavy Rain, things like that, where honestly watching a playthrough can be just as gratifying, I feel like, than like playing a playthrough. Just if it's. If there's not really choices, I guess, sort of to, to make along the way. If, Heavy Rain's a terrible example for that because it's only choices. Like that's the only thing the game has as far as gameplay is concerned and like yeah. quick time events. But you know what I mean. You can get the experience of the game without... You treat it like a, a show or something like that. 
Um, and I find that as I grow more lazy and my old age slash tired, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll watch the youngins play games. It'll be fine. I mean, I definitely see an appeal to that too. But it depends what it is. Like, mm-hmm. if it's a Dark Souls type game, I really enjoy that journey of manually going through and figuring stuff out and oh, just yeah. trying to buff like the one weapon I like using and not trying anything else or exploring. Mm-hmm. But having that firsthand versus watching somebody else do it and then be like, why well, wouldn't build that way or try that out? Right. But if I've already played through the game, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll watch Ian do something and be like, okay, like, what's his take on it? And I can like root for him to win. Because I've already gone through it. Like in Dark Souls, though, so much of it is individual experience. Like, oh, it really sucks watching that guy like miss a parry that you feel like you could have got or like failed to dodge. Or they like pick up a weapon that you're like, I really like this weapon. And they just like vendor it immediately it, yeah. or something. Right? <laughs> you're like, you're like, but I wanted to see a great scythe run. Well, time to load up Dark Souls. Um Maybe that's also because you're more uh, engaged in the Dark, Sto- Dark Souls like game, but I, f- I feel like an aspect of it is also like if you go through Resident Evil or one of these other um, games, it's like you're using a gun, are you beating the bosses? Like, yes, there is proficiency involved. Some people are way better at that than me. Most people are way better at that than I am, um, but. It kind of feels like completion, sort of, rather than experience, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, it's the achievement of you doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Probably the best way to put it. If I were to play through Resident Evil, I would definitely feel achievement for having gone through and completing it, mm-hmm. completed it. But I don't know. It's I kind of like tagging along for what's happening. Mm-hmm. In the same way, like at a point, I'm just like, I'm curious to see the other Harry Potter movies just to know what happens. But that's right. it. I don't give a right. fuck about Harry Potter. That's it. Mm. And I feel the same way with Resident <laughs> Evil. Like, I think it's dumb. Um, mm. But like, well, definitely, it looked, yeah. <laughs> it looked really pretty in the design. I'm like, that seems cool. I I kind of like the dumb though. Like there is in um, Resident Evil Seven. Um. They kind of like made this not that Resident Evil has ever like had a high focus on believability, but they kind of like tried a little bit more in some ways until seven. And then seven comes along. And it's like you had your freaking hand cut off and you just like pick it up and you like just dump this like healing sauce over it and then like stretch your fingers and everything's like magically fixed. like your Frankenstein's monster, basically. Um in the game and does it make any actual realistic sense no not at all but they say consistent to it within the universe and that absurdity makes it fun like uh metal gear solid or something like that right doesn't make any sense absolutely doesn't make any sense it's just yeah. a range of how much yeah, that's fair. but they play it straight in the universe right yeah there's so i'll, I'll grant that there's definitely times where it's fine to suspend disbelief for fantastical stuff again mm. i watch anime again right. i've been replaying <laughs> near games i fucking <laughs> see it i'm aware and you're just like what the fuck is this but like in the moment you're like yeah she beat the guy and uh. it's fun um but like more so when i was watching this again personal opinion 
Mm-hmm. I haven't really followed the series outside of watching seven and eight. Yeah. Uh, so take it with a heavy grain of salt. But it just felt like certain things were just like, oh, why would you do that? Like it seemed like right. almost inconsistent or silly. Not silly so like, for like hammy or campy. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like well, that was stupid. Right. Like, mm, I don't know. I just I got a lot of those mm, vibes like, personally. Right. I, I I get that. I mean, it is pet peeve of sort of like the cutscene loss of um, loss of agency or control over the protagonist. Like that. I feel like that's not even a pet peeve. I think people who play games in general all have moments where it's like if I was not in a cutscene right now, that guy would be like freaking dead yeah. or why am I just like walking into this obvious trap or something like that? And um, in resident evil's case, I suspect it's more sort of like scripted segments, right? It's like, here's like a cannibal dinner or something like that. You're like, now you'll, you will sit down at the table because we need you to sit down at the table. Right. Instead of like peace, like the f out of there (laughs) see it's like i'm gonna door dash something thanks guys Uh, right um i mean sorry i've been going on this whole tirade did you watch any trailers for it do you have any interest in getting at some point what's your uh, stance on the whole thing i didn't finish seven and this is another thing where it's like if I can use the argument for Monster Hunter, which like I it's starting to look better, honestly. <laughs> I checked out some content for it and I'm like, oof. Um Team Dark Side videos actually look ridiculous. They, they always like five, look good though. So five again, people with the assault. same weapon yeah. executing the exact same combos on the exact same tempo, and it's just like, oh my gosh. That won't be um, us, by the way. <laughs> I know. I will that'll never be me, but um, I won't. I won't be a single individual executing a combo properly, let alone a group. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't finish seven, and I feel like it's still sort of a continuation of that style of gameplay, and it was good. Um, I just have been playing other things in like the four years <laughs> or whatever since it came out. Probably three, three or four, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's it's a perfect game for for me to watch, so I'll probably like um, tune in for some streams. But um, I don't particularly have a lot of attachment to the series. I enjoyed five because it had um, co op, and I found that was fun. Um, but yeah, and you, you mentioned like you don't really follow the series. I don't think you necessarily need to follow the series because I don't believe that there's really a thread of continuity from like one all the way through. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I know seven and eight are both like fairly abstracted away from like Las Plagas or Albert Wesker or anything like that. Maybe there's a big reveal connection thing. I don't know about, but, um, I think it was intended to be kind of like a starting point for the sort of the new generation of games. Yeah. I just wanted to say that as like a, I'm not a hardcore fan. Right. So yeah. I'm more of an outsider looking in forming an opinion versus well, compared to the previous games and like, right. I've yeah. gone through it like, and like, it doesn't like, hold a candle to resident evil too. And here's exactly. why. Right. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, what about bio mutant? You seen trailers for that? I saw a trailer for that and it's like um, on your recommendation uh, and it looks like it has potential. Um, the 
description is like kind of open world, jump around, fight enemies in a vaguely action dodgy sort of way. I'm I'm <laughs> avoiding saying souls like because it's not really like you also you get guns and powers and a lot of the gameplay that was shown in the trailer I saw at least was like kind of just staying out of the enemy's range and repeatedly using the gun, which sort of looks not particularly interesting if that's like an option right it's like yeah you can go into melee and like risk your life or just like stand back and like circle strafe the guy until the boss (laughs) is dead right i assume it's not literally that but they could have portrayed it better in the trailer i think yeah the whole thing just doesn't seem to have enough content that they're showcasing in these trailers Mm -hmm. it's like here's the scenery here's the guy in a magic carpet for two seconds i'm like okay there's a glide functionality awesome but like where's the gameplay sort of give me like a 15 minute mission type thing where i'm like okay i'm willing to invest in open world again even though i feel like i play it all the time and i'm down to clown because it's they just also... kind of like it looks kind of okay yeah oh yeah it looks but really like pretty. that's it there's yeah. not a, a hook per se it's got to have more than good good looks it's got to have substance style Shut up. I'm trying to work on myself. <laughs> More than good looks. <laughs> as perfectly um, handsome as I am. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the th- one of the things that was a yellow flag sort of for me in the trailer was some of the... Uh, one. It was a pretty long trailer. That's fine. That's not bad. That just means you're kind of confident in what they're showing normally. But it was split between like walking around pretty ser- like pretty terrain, which is fine, but it's not like a reason for me to pick up the game. Um and boss fights and like a good half of the boss fights looked like they were gimmick fights it's like oh you have a turret for this section or in this one you're flying or like something else Mm. and what that tells me is like i already brought up dark souls so we'll compare dark souls um in dark souls you are always your character with your weapons with your abilities there are some gimmick fights where it's just like flip the switch and the boss just freaking dies or like Moonlight Butterfly, where you can only be hit at certain times. Um, and people don't usually like those fights. But for the most part, even in Dark Souls 2 that had like 30 bosses or whatever, you get to fight it using the mechanics that the game has established are going to be the mechanics for the game. And they don't put you on a turret, right? They're not like, okay, we're going to like do something novel. And this is this is a rant I realize, but if you put someone on a turret, if you show some show someone like flying through the air in this trailer, it's like, are you just not confident in the base gameplay? Like, is the combat not engaging enough for this boss fight? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I would expect it more from like a Ratchet and Clank, where there is a lot of action, combat, platforming, what have you. But mm-hmm. then, like, they'll pepper in novel things for the sake of novelty. Yeah. But it's done in, like, a this is kind of fast action gameplay. We don't want to have you just be like, uh, go down this hallway and kill these guys with a wrench. Yeah. Like, they'll mix it up along the way to keep it interesting and fresh. But if it was all just, like, and now the vehicle sequence, I'd be like, mm. hmm Like, guess what they didn't show in Halo? Um, just vehicle stuff right they showed like oh hey there are vehicles with guns you can like hop in that but that was like a brief section and they went into running through the level and the different combat type scenarios they use it just to break up the pace a little bit give you a little power gamey uh, power trip for a little bit 
where you're making a lot of progress across a big map really rapidly, doing a lot of damage, and then put people back into the core gameplay. Um, and that's usually that's a good way to that's a good way to do it, right? People would be like pissed in Sekiro if the final boss didn't involve actually fighting them with a sword. <laughs> it's just like. Okay, no, just uh, throw poison at him. It's the only way you can beat him. Did you him. not okay. call in the airstrike for the final boss? <laughs> I definitely did <laughs> call on some airstrikes for the final boss, but... Actually, was, I'm uh, not trying to think what power that was. Oh, I, is it the uh, re- redirection? Redirect lightning, okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, everyone did that. Yeah. It's so it's so good, though. Oh, I it's, we're not it's real about, good. We're not talking about Sekiro, but it feels so good to jump in the air and redirect lightning strikes. It's the most anime nonsense. Like no, well, yes, but <laughs> I was gonna say when it's been long enough. Slight spoilers: when he pulls oh. out a fucking gun, and then like oh, the yeah, next yeah. time you go back through and parry that shit, with we haven't a even sword, said who it is, so mm. it's not that much of a spoiler. Yeah, um, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was Sly Cooper. It was the final boss of Sekiro, actually. So, Whew. Uh, spoilers, I guess. So. If you don't have a linked PS2, it's actually a different boss, so uh, don't worry about <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> so you like to play Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Psycho Brief, brief side thing. Mm. One thing I kind of missed about the quote-unquote console wars is when they had a release for like Soul Calibur 2, they're like, hey, we're releasing it on all platforms. Oh yeah. Uh, why should mm. you care? Um, well, hey, if you have GameCube, Link's a ca- playable character. Right. And you're like, oh shit. So it was really cool to like have the mix up because maybe you go over to a friend's house, they have a different console. You're like, oh cool, now I can play as Spawn. Yeah, I was gonna say, I Xbox being got good. Spawn because they didn't have anything. <laughs> they really didn't have anything. Microsoft's just like, uh, who can we give money to real quick that isn't Nintendo or Tekken? Mm-hmm. Like, I love Spawn, but it's not Spawn is not X Men or Avengers or any sort of comic with a lot of a lot of reach. Yeah, Which but I mean, fine. I mean, it makes sense that they picked a one-off character when Soul mm-hmm. Calibur is very much its own universe. Yeah, but now like they have Geralt, they have Two mm-hmm. B, so like they've definitely kind of spread the money around to other things. Yeah, Geralt's and Monster Hunter. That's this. That's the I, stupid thing. It's Capcom, and again, they have money too. Yeah, so usually Capcom's... they'll do like their own Capcom shit. Yeah, where he's like a uh, Mega Man event. Well, <laughs> have you heard Man, of Mega, Mega Man? Man? We put him in every single game. We stop <laughs> making Mega Man games though. We don't give a fuck about him. But you like right. him, right? Right. You'd love you'd love to have the blaster on um Crap. So something West. I, I want to say Adam West, but that's not right. The um the reporter from Dead Rising, Frank West. There you go. I remember we got there. I didn't play that, but yeah, yeah I remember you could get a whole Mega Man outfit. Yeah, you only play as Frank for like some of them. Uh, other other times you play as another generic sort of white guy. Uh, Steve East. Yeah, right. <laughs> West versus East. The yeah. showdown. Yeah. Anyways, another thing that was on here uh, that I can actually not talk that much about, but at least mention new Pokemon Snap. Came out April thirtieth. Uh, I got that one as a birthday present for the misses. Nice, um, because I was like, "Your birthday is like two days away, and whatever I order is going to be late." <laughs> and then, what do you Digital want? Download. <laughs> you throw that in. In this case, it was actually a cartridge because we're getting cartridges for everything Switch. But um, 
except maybe one thing I bought. I can't remember, but no. PlayStation, something I got the digital download for, but got that. And then you sneak in other gifts. You're like, sweet, I'll get your Pokemon Snap. And then you just like throw some other stuff in there. Be like, here you go. Actually, just every time you give her something or just like if you're getting dinner from the kitchen, you're handing it to her, just keep saying happy birthday throughout the year. So she's like, wow, you're really thoughtful. It's just these (laughs) extensions of gifts. I did for three days, actually. (laughs) Not the whole year, but I did say happy birthday like three days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. uh, It seems like it's got like a bit more gameplay. If I remember correctly, the N64 Pokemon Snap had like nothing for gameplay. Like you could beat it in 20 minutes or something. Yeah, it was very short for, I'm going to say, canon content. You obviously could go back for like different times apple mm-hmm. different creatures or some stuff but yeah there wasn't a whole lot in it right yeah so this one this one at least has seems to have like a little bit more i don't know how long she'll play it i don't anticipate anywhere near like animal crossing time but that's just i mean animal crossing is the outlier in that equation right but, yeah it's it's the time sink yeah but uh i don't know I literally haven't seen it. haven't watched it over your shoulder, but technically the household owns a copy. So that's my contribution to the discussion of Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's not for me, but I'm also not like a huge Pokemon buff, but right. it's cool that they're revitalizing that for the people who are big fans of the N64 thing. Hmm. She's definitely a Pokemon buff. Like she still plays Pokemon Go sometimes and that's been out for like forever now. So um, it's a dead game, Jenny. Get over. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody plays. I'm gonna Pokemon. play Dota two real quick. Don't worry about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Let's see. Anything else here on the list? So tomorrow or in the past, uh, Subnautica what? is going to come out. Well, tomorrow for uh, us in the past for the listeners subnautica has slash will come out and uh i'm playing it <laughs> like right now no, <laughs> i'm just looking at jake, the camera to jake make, focus <laughs> make, make dave think that uh um that i'm actually participating in the podcast um do you have any interest in Subnautica? I know you played you played one. Did you complete one or no. did you just get toward like the end sort of exploration cliff? I think I got to the exploration cliff. Yeah. Checked mm-hmm. out our previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I was burning so much time trying to look for the next thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with exploration, but it just got to a point where I lost interest in exploring yeah. further. So I kind of just stopped. So yep. I probably missed the more interesting portions of the game, which would be the end game type stuff. I don't know. I, I, I don't think the end game is necessarily super interesting. It's just the game is shaped like a reverse hourglass or I guess like a top where it's like very focused near the beginning or when you're getting all of those radio messages like, hey, yeah. go to this location. And then there's like the middle where you have access to everything and they don't tell you what to do. And as soon as you find the necessary piece of information or a location, it starts constricting back down to like linear gameplay and is much more focused again. Oops. Um, and that was the gripe. I think I, the one of the, I love Subnautica one. I was like my game of the year. Um, 
but that cliff of like there's a lot of people who just stop playing right here um because it's just go somewhere sort of arbitrary on the map and hope that you found the right location yeah so i'm personally not going to be picking up two i don't think Mm -hmm. it looks good and i recommend it for anybody who really enjoyed subnautica one still think it's a solid game i just feel that i've gotten what i can from it from the time being yeah i i can't give a whole holistic view of two just like early impressions but i think it's um uh, if you like subnautica (laughs) one then play subnautica two because it has a lot in common and so far it hasn't made the same mistakes i think the first one did that might cause some people to quit early I want to. I want to still keep things fairly vague, but yeah, I'm. I'm not going to go into detail, but so do you far, think it's worth getting two in addition to one, or just getting two? Uh ooh, that's interesting. I almost feel like certain parts of the gameplay are so divergent. Certain parts are divergent enough that if you get like really invested in two, you should probably just go back and play one. But maybe. I could make an argument. I think you could make a strong argument that if you haven't played the series at all, that you should play. It's technically not two. It's like below zero. Like play below zero first. Okay, that's that's currently what I'm looking at because it'll keep you more interested in one, and it will two helps develop behaviors that like are conducive to playing the game. Um, that were available in one but the game never really pushed you in that direction if that makes any sense i'm being very very vague (laughs) fish got it yeah well fish help yes (laughs) um but yeah that's going to come out tomorrow so i'm probably going to put some time in that um and finish the game (laughs) honestly (laughs) forgot to request time off but i'll live with it that was always the weekend Mm-hmm. it's yeah. also always quitting your job anyway uh, <laughs> so that's pretty much what you've been playing recently yeah so uh, that game. and uh, Tale of Two Wastelands which is a mod that puts Fallout 3 into Fallout New Vegas I don't that's... really know anything about those games so I'm just going to nod <laughs> <laughs> basically because Bethesda has used the same engine for like forever and they were really close when Fallout 3 came out and then New Vegas came out, um, modders were able to take all of the assets, the quests, all of the content, the music, all of that, and just package it into main um, like campaign files and load them as mods, in quote, into New Vegas. So you can just jump between one game and the other game. And they like combined all the weapons, the weapon pools, and the levels and perks and all of that. So... It's ridiculous and definitely not the way the game is meant to be played because by the time I'm done with like Fallout 3, I'm going to be like a really freaking high level with a really good gear and then I'll just like wake up in New Vegas. <laughs> the game's not going to be balanced, but that's all right. That's fun. That sounds good, at least as far as your experience so far. Yeah. If you wanted to like play through all of the content again, it's it's an interesting option. Um, don't know if I recommend it overall, just because of how broken the balance is going to be. 
<laughs> as soon as you switch to the other game. Like I have um, a prototype Chinese stealth armor from a DLC in one that is basically like every time you crouch, you turn invisible. New Vegas is not balanced to have that <laughs> ever. <laughs> to be honest, Fallout 3 was not balanced to have that ever. Um, and so as soon as I start the game, like the challenge is right out the window. It just raffle stomp through everything, but still fun. I can't uh, understand going back and playing a game. Yeah. What have you been doing recently? Oh, I've been replaying Nier Automata. I've been playing <laughs> yeah. the new Nier, which is oh, you the actually old went, Nier. You went back to Automata, so that, that Discord status was foreshadowing. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. People check my Discord statuses. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. I didn't want to comment on them. They all seemed very personal. <laughs> Bro, that's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> they having feelings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better give him space. <laughs> don't talk to him. We we don't like to engage when he's <laughs> but yeah, it's been uh good to go back and play that. Yeah. Mainly because um the new near good enough. <laughs> like I definitely Passable. enjoyed parts of it, but like it really only made me miss playing Automata. Gotcha. Because Automata has like a lot of stuff. Granted, that was my first experience yeah. with Nier as a series. Um, there just felt like a lot in it. And then when I went to play the revamped Nier, I'm like, where's all this stuff? <laughs> right. So I have to look because I feel like Nier Replicant is on. It is on the list um, as a game to potentially play in the future. Um, like for the podcast. And I'm curious, like if you really playing through the game made you want to play Automata, that's kind of, it's a weird take, right? Like this is the second, this is the more recent game. Correct. That, that Square Enix has come out with. And not that you should always like change the soul of a reboot, but you would think that like fundamentally like Automata opened up the franchise to a lot of people in ways that obviously it never was before. Neither of us had played of it, played it. Neither of us, I think, cared about it um, till Automata. Is do you think it's kind of a failure of a release that after bringing people into the franchise, Replicant makes people want to go back to Automata? No, because like years have passed, right? Like I really think this is a my experience type thing, and me just mm-hmm. being me. Right. Um, okay. Because, like, I did not care about the plot of Nier. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I knew what it was, like, several years ago. Because uh, I never thought I'd get a chance to play it. And there's still parts of it that were very engaging and very cool. Like, the end yeah. game, mm, re- really fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't care for whatever reason. Right. But some of the things, like, mechanically, I'm like, Wish is Automata. Wish I could do this. Yeah. And I also hadn't played Automata in like four years. Um, That's fair. So I kind of just wanted to go back and scratch that itch. I still recommend Nier if that's, Mm -hmm. if you like that type of thing. But also, like, obviously, Nier is the first game. And then canonically, Automata happens, same universe, after. Right. So it was cool to go back and connect some of the dots. I'm like, oh, they're referring to this thing. Yeah, 
kind of go back and meet your grandparents type situation. I guess that's a terrible example because most people, you know, at some point in their life. Oh, you were always racist. Mm. <laughs> right. Mm. This explains so much. Um, hmm. So I guess not to not to derail too much, but if you had to pick, because we actually have never done an episode on Automata either. If you had to pick between an episode on Automata or Replicant, which would you prefer? Jake's like you get one. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're like they're like sixty hour games. <laughs> That's a tough one, huh? Personally, for me, Replicant. Yeah, but it's again, I just have stronger ties to it. I've you say Replicant more recently. Okay. Shit, Automata. Automata. Okay. I was up. gonna say one thing. Didn't Automata. Line up with the other played thing. more recently. Yeah. More ties to it. Yeah. And I feel like there's just more I like about it for like the analogies right. and such. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I feel like they still overall touch on like the same theme in different ways. Hmm. Okay. So maybe still go back and play Replicant if you like the, the style, but it sounds like Automata remains remains leader of the uh, the near gameplay experience. Nearly perfect. I'm not gonna. No. Okay, that's fine. But like, uh, okay. So, br- brief thing. Do you remember Father Servo? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay. I do remember this. Real quick summary for anybody who's not familiar: Father Servo is a side quest you can do, completely optional. Um, but he's a robot, and essentially you fight him, and whenever you beat him, he's like, "Hey, let's fight when I'm stronger. Could you go grab me?" these parts and come back right and so like yeah. you go on basically like you do it kind of throughout time because you have to go away and come back even if you have everything mm-hmm. but he gets stronger and stronger but the messages for always like do you want to um drink from the waters and then you have the option of like yes drink from the waters or the option is like no go thirsty and it's just mm-hmm. like stuff like that that i'm like uh it's it's endearing to me right yeah such a weird game but it's, it really is really but yeah that's again fair. i can't talk because it is very very anime mm-hmm. at some points but i think many points it's pretty anime it's basically like playing in an anime yeah just... <laughs> basically the game um yeah i mean otherwise there's some other things you had had on the list too i see hood Outlaws and Legends. I don't think I'm familiar with that at all. Is I think that Robin I sent you Hood? a trailer once. Basically, it, the premise is kind of medieval. You have a team, kind of like Left for Dead, where there are okay. different roles. Um, but you have to steal something, kill some NPCs. But you're against another enemy team. Oh my gosh! So, like, the idea seems interesting enough. The gameplay honestly looks fine. But for me, it just, it screams not for me for whatever <laughs> reason. Like, you ever see, like, a AAA trailer and it's like, wow. And I like, have no I don't give a shit. In that. Yeah, That's yeah. how I feel. Thank you for advertising so vocally and obviously that I, sh- I am not the intended target for <laughs> this content. Yeah, like, maybe it would tickle something in you where it catches mm-hmm. your interest. Um, but for me, it just 
it's just one of those trailers. I'm like, why would anybody? Right. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But again, there's so I'm, much out there. Why? Why spend time yeah. on stuff you don't care about? <laughs> That's just relationship advice. <laughs> Life advice, perhaps. <laughs> Work advice. There you go. Why'd you be with somebody who you don't care about that much? Because they put out, and that's the best I can do right now. That's, uh... <laughs> they put out, and I'm put out. So that's mainly the reason. <laughs> I, I can't try any harder. <laughs> oh man! No, that's fair. Um, I was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rapid fire some of these things uh, that I had put down for news. Um, Bioshock Four. Uh, I think we may have briefly touched on this, not on the episode. I think talked about it once, but they're hiring for an open world position, which is what? No, we did talk about this on the podcast because I, I think. All I right, then what? <laughs> I think. Yeah, um, we, we might have uh, in either case. Sus. Yeah, I think it was our, our result. Um, and if that was a previous position, our position has remained strong. It's like, would you play an open world Monopoly game? What the fuck? (laughs) By definition, it's open world. You're going around the world, or I guess not. We're going around the world, (laughs) around some streets. Yeah. Um, Dota Two is going to have an international this year because they didn't last year due to reasons. Um, And it has currently, I checked the price tracker, uh, over forty million dollar prize pool which beats the previous Dota uh, International of 2019 by $6 million. You're welcome, Valve. I helped contribute to that. <laughs> Most of that money is contributed by Dave. <laughs> I was once um, a very rich man. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. Like Every single international has brought in more money, and I think we talked about it a little bit. Like I'm not the... I'm not a huge fan of like some of the stretch goals that Valve puts at like a really high contribution tiers. Um, oh yeah, they're definitely doing it to. Uh... <laughs> I was gonna say milk their customers, <laughs> well, but I mean like I can milk they, you. <laughs> mm, mm, like they no? definitely want money, which is why they put like really cool cosmetics at very high points on the. I'm blanking on the word already. On the uh, the battle pass. Yeah, the battle the... pass. Mm-hmm. So you can technically unlock things by playing, but the amount of time it takes. I guess compendiums the term they the specific yeah. term they use for it, but yeah, it's a battle pass. But like I work uh, an average job, so mm-hmm. like let's say forty hour week, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll want to do some other things or record, maybe run right, some drugs. errands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Everything makes one hundred percent. That's all I do. And, <laughs> So, like, maybe you find, like, a night or two to, like, play some games with people. Maybe mm-hmm. four, five to six hours. Nowhere near where you need to be to fucking unlock some of these things. Right. So, mm-hmm. you have to invest money into it. Right. Or only play that game. Yeah, it's literally going back to, like, the episode we had on microtransactions and things like that. And my stance is really that they don't bother me too much as long as I'm playing the game and I'm having fun with it. Um, if I'm not having fun with it or I'm not playing the game, that's when I really don't want to contribute money to the to the pool. But one way or another, <laughs> a pen, like whether you're in favor of the compendium style or not, um, still really impressive. Uh, Forty million dollar prize pool is absolutely absurd, and it destroys any other prize pool that like exists for esports ever. 
but suck that's it, League of new, Legends. <laughs> it's not a new task for. Well, yeah, because League doesn't have a compendium where the entire community is throwing money at it. <laughs> right, there's cool stuff in there too. But it's just interesting to see like how they marry each other. For well, basically, League seems to be copying everything that Dota is doing. As yeah. far as like, oh, is this a auto battler? Uh, we'll do yeah, that right. too. You don't have a. Oh, you're doing an anime. Oh, are you doing this? And it's like they just uh-huh. keep following to, be fair, suit to keep League up. may have already been anime. Like at least some of the tr- at least some of the music videos <laughs> were anime. What's the thing? Like they they definitely had a good budget for making a new character release hype. Yeah. Whereas get, for Dota 2, it's like you have like a three second animation of them showing up on the screen. It's like these are their abilities. Yeah, it's a cool animation though. Yeah. Yeah. Like or is in league you don't get the hero. <laughs> That's true. You have That's to the... fucking buy them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I am expecting their anime to be better though, because Dota's was such dog shit. <laughs> really? Is that the... Not to get into Jake, it. Jake, I much, tell you but... about things that I like and recommend for you. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. If I don't talk about something, it's usually because it has a negative opinion. That's fair. That is fair. Um, some of this news I don't care about. Uh, but uh, Final Fantasy is going to have their fan fest, or has had their fan fest. A lot of people who I play Final Fantasy with will be interested in that. There you go. Uh, and there's going to be a new expansion. Whatever you know, game keeps going. It's an MMO. They usually don't stop unless things are going pretty poorly. Um, and most importantly, this is this is my highlight for news. Uh, Dwarf Fortress apparently had posted some some screenshots to Steam teasing adventure mode and the only reason i wanted to bring this up is because if you go to dwarf fortress on steam and you look at the release date it doesn't have a date it just has the text time is subjective and i love that <laughs> that's hilarious that's pretty good um that's it that's the whole bit are you gonna pick up dwarf fortress <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah. If it's if it's playable, <laughs> that's basically the qualifier, because it has not really been in the past. I like simulators. I like, you know, basically the type of game Dwarf Fortress is. But I have a life, and I have other things that I need to do sometimes, so I can't spend a month learning how to play the game. And as long as that's not a requirement, then I'll probably enjoy it. Jake's too busy doing drugs and playing Dota 2. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love Dwarf Fortress just for, like, the patch notes that have come out of it. Or, like, the styles that have come out of it. Like, like have all your dwarves eat in a, um, around a table. And then have a waterfall behind them. And then, like put babies in the waterfall so they fall and they die (laughs) and everyone around the table is exposed to death which makes them sad but then inoculates them against being sad so you have a more stable dwarf population where if somebody else dies it doesn't cause like a catastrophic cascading failure you basically like condition your dwarves (laughs) it's freaking great Um, i don't think it's shooters that uh (laughs) yeah no dwarf should be worried about the problem it's like there's a patch to make it so like mermaid bones were less valuable or something like that. It's just nonsense. Absolute craziness. Just look up Dwarf, Dwarf Fortress stories. 
Yeah, they're pretty good. It's like a nice long green text. Yes, that's all it is because the game is basically text. <laughs> um, but the one on Steam should actually have graphics, so we'll see how it goes. Um, and then I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see if this game called Foxhole is worth getting. It's early access. Oop. There you go. So it's it's a problem. But you like run around and you're soldiers and you shoot stuff and it's top down and you like dig holes in the ground and you work together. Looks interesting. Check it out. We're out of time. <laughs> Google that shit. Right. I'm not here to tell you about games. I'm here to just spark the interest so you develop the researching skills to find games yourself and then tell us about them. And if you want to tell us about them, you could always send in uh, your thoughts to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion about games that you've discovered or others have discovered on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast and as always we'll see you in the next one have a good night